Welcome to the first ever episode of Hot Topic, the podcast where I, Jessica Seely, talk about climate change for some reason. And who am I? I'm a girl. I'm a comedian. I'm a dreamer. But I'm also a huge bummer. And I go around talking about things like climate change and depress everybody around me. But I also... Um, like to do things like eat chocolate-covered pretzels, which I am currently doing as I record this intro. So it's not all bad, and that's also a part of this podcast. I gotta say, I used to have darker times. I used to drink a lot and do drugs and walk around uh, peeing in alleyways, saying things like, we've been in Iraq for half of my life while crying. And I thought of myself as somewhat of a social justice warrior, but it turns out I was just really drunk. And here I am now, sober, uh, trying to be a a positive person in somewhat of a dying world, and I'm wondering how I do that. So I woke up one morning and said, why not podcast? Uh, So here we are. And, you know, I was... My day job, I do have a day job despite the fact that I am an excellent comedian. I shelve books at the library downtown in case anyone wants to find me and kill me there. And I shelve books, and as I shelve books, I tend to listen to podcasts. And uh, I'm looking for climate change-related podcasts. And I gotta say that uh, I didn't find a whole lot. There's some really good ones, but... I found that there's a lot, a lot of science and facts and politics involved in them. And I was like, where's the one where just a couple of guys talk about climate change and what it's like living in this time, which Donald Trump is the president, and that's a sentence I said that is a real thing. And uh, people are really on a lot of opiates, and uh, freaking out about what's happening. They're not freaking out necessarily about climate change. Uh, They're freaking out about um, emails uh, being from a private server. And uh, it's just a, a very confusing time, although in some ways, for a girl like me, very pleasant. Like I said, I'm eating a chocolate-covered pretzel, and... uh, Also trying to enjoy this uh, very short, temporary life that I have against all odds. The chances of even being born are very slim. And then being born in the end times really feels like a very uh, bittersweet experience. And I live in L.A. and it's kind of a dystopic environment in a lot of ways. A lot of people on Flocka, which is a bath salts. Uh, running around, there's poo, there's masturbation, but at the same time there's palm trees and movie stars and uh, fake bodies of water that are all very nice. So I'd like to say that this is uh, just a slice of cake. This is a chapter in time that I would describe as the most pleasant nightmare I've ever had. And uh, that's what I want to talk about with people on the show, and hopefully nobody listens. That's my goal, is to uh, yell into the void, because that's all we're really doing, is doing things so that they can be forgotten. Which is why it's great that I have my first guest on this podcast. And I chose him as my first guest because... It's my first podcast, and I don't really know how to podcast, and uh, I just really knew that he would talk, because I've heard him, he just will talk. One time, we were doing a comedy festival up in Humboldt when I was newly sober, and he's also sober, 
And the stars are so beautiful in Humboldt. But what a terrible place to be a new sober person because most comedians, I realize, just go up there to do drugs. And uh, we were sober, and the stars are so beautiful in the sky. And my friend Matt, the first guest on this show, is just yelling at the stars, saying, you think you're better than me? You think you're a star? Well, I'll show you. I'll show you what I can do. You fucking stars in the infinite universe. Fuck you. So he's my friend, and he's a comedian. And I like him because he's weird. He's tall, uh, and he won't shy about talking about dark things. But he also has a strange, morbid optimism to him. And uh, I hope that you guys enjoy this episode of a couple of friends talking about the pleasant nightmare from which we are in. Okay. Hey. And hey, here we are. I'm Jessica Seely, and uh, I have uh, Matt Lieb doing the very first show. Yeah. The very first podcast show. Hey, everyone. I'm really excited to be here on this podcast. What is it called? It is called Hot Topic. <laughs> <laughs> what a great name. It is a podcast. It does have a... Um, an idea and a name mm-hmm. and a thoroughly thought out uh, plan. Good, good. Cause it's very professional. It's, uh, I'm very excited about it. We're going to be uh, pitching it to Crooked Media soon, right? Which is a thing that I know exists. It is a thing. I knew that previously to you saying that. Absolutely. I know a lot did. about the podcasting business. Oh, what a world of I'm podcasting. A, I'm very is. savvy. Oh, sure. I'm very savvy. I'm very in control of my career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm holding a mug. You are. You don't have your shirt on. I don't. It's hot in my apartment. We're recording in my apartment in East Los Angeles just uh, because uh, your apartment was, there's construction nearby. Yeah. We didn't want any noise pollution. They're building a lot of condos, as Ah. it would turn out, everywhere, Ah. um, because it's a new dawn. It is a new dawn. It's a new day. It's Um, a new life for very few people. Well... Matt, I, thanks so That's much for being my for my my first guest. Yeah, thanks for for having me. I was honored that you wanted me to be uh, your first guest on your uh, "It's the End of the World" podcast about yeah, climate change. Yeah, um, a topic that everyone loves to talk about. Yeah, it's, whenever I ta- mm-hmm. bring it up, they light up. Oh yeah, and it they can't wait. They can't wait to out. start problem solving, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. getting into it. Their breathing doesn't tighten up. The greatest thing about talking about climate change is everyone has a solution, you know, yeah. and everyone's working towards the solution and literally no one is part of the problem. And everyone is in agreement that why it's happening uh-huh. and that it is happening. Yeah, God. And we live in harmony. Uh-huh. God's um, harmony. I think that the reason that I wanted to have you as my first guest on this podcast is because... Um, you knew I wouldn't wear a shirt. I knew you wouldn't wear a shirt, yeah. and I thought that would look good on the podcast. Absolutely. I mean, it's a it's a visual that you have to picture in your mind, but you know, it's still hot. Just um, think pecs. Yes. Point, um, pointy. It's very hot. <laughs> Matt's my hot friend. Yeah. Um, no, I think the reason is is because um, I know out of all my friends that you. I, I think I would turn to you mm-hmm. if I ever needed someone to kill me. I think you would oh, do definitely. it. Oh, yeah. definitely. I think I think if there was ever a murder suicide pact to mm-hmm. be made, I th- I think you would follow up. Absolutely. I'm pre- I'm fully prepared to kill all of my best friends. Yes. I, at their command, at their command. I wouldn't do it, you know, uh, on my own volition. I I I do like all of my friends, but uh, you know, sometimes you're just like you need someone to kill you, and I'm, I'm, I like to be that guy who's there for you, you know? Thanks, Matt. I'm the Dr. Kevorkian of best friends. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of assuming uh, in the future, if things do um, fall apart globally, uh-huh. sure. um, catastrophe, mm-hmm. apocalyptic, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming we all will get a pill in the mail. Yeah, 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 like a suicide pill. Yeah, just like we'll all be astronauts because we will all be on an un. Uh, habitable planet yeah yeah, just like astronauts that is an interesting thought i never considered the the fact that like in a way we are all going to be space explorers in that uh Mm. we will soon see a brand new planet filled with hurricanes and filled with uh way too much co2 uh rising tides uh you know crop failure famine death you know 
good times, stuff that you might imagine on Mercury or, or Venus or Mars, <laughs> but uh, nope, happening right here on our planet. That's what is uh, exciting. So, <laughs> That's so what's exciting, so exciting about, about, it. about the future. No, I swear to God, my boyfriend, I was talking to him about it. I was like, he has this kind of like, he doesn't read the news sort of doesn't he probably won't listen to this podcast because he it makes him anxious right sure and it, he, as it should it's, and he wants to live a joy-filled life until mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. dies and yeah, yeah. M- focus on the problems around him you know give, oh, yeah. give a dollar to a homeless person mm-hmm. sort of thing stay present don't spin out that's a very healthy way to live but it's also a little psycho because <laughs> i mm-hmm. was like how would you feel like if you we really saw the end of it all he was like what a unique experience in history. I would be honored to see that. And I'm just damn. like, damn, dude. That, All right. That, uh, yeah, that's that's low key psycho for sure. But also <laughs> <laughs> but but also I kind of get it because like there's there's part of me that's like on an intellectual level. I'm like, no, obviously, I don't want to see the end of the world. That's awful. The same way I, I wouldn't want to see uh, wars or a terrorist attack um, or, you know, Donald Trump is president. <clears throat> but. There's part of you that goes like, you know, that's why I think a lot of people voted for Donald Trump was they were a little bit like, I want to see it all burn down. Like, Which I understand because, yeah. you know, kill me. Um, kill me. Uh-huh. And also, um, so at this point, I I am no longer trying to actively self-destruct. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have a experience with um, alcoholism Mm -hmm. and uh, suicidal tendencies. Sure. And uh, it is kind of this thing where it's like, I feel bad. How Mm -hmm. bad can I make myself feel? Like, let's really just dramatize this as much as possible. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, make all the worst decisions. Yeah. I think that is like a human brain malfunction. Yeah. I don't think it's, yeah, I don't I don't even think it's, yeah, it's not unique to addicts or people who are depressed. I think everyone a little bit has kind of like suicidal ideations where you're, you're, there's part of you. It's, a, it's something I do every night before I go to bed. Part of me is like... What would be the dopest way to kill myself? <laughs> you know, but like I don't do it. Uh, but I, we all kind of want to see the the destruction. I really imagine myself getting eaten by a shark. Oh yeah, a very large shark, mm. and I I think that that would be the funniest way to go. How large? Are we talking so large that it can't even bite you because its teeth are the size of buildings? No, not that large. Okay, just kind of like a small great white. Okay, so something like a, where the bite is going to kill you. An eight foot, ten foot shark, still yeah. big to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that it would take him a little effort to maul me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It would rip off, you know, uh, a foot, and then uh, you bleed out trying to swim to and the shore. And then my family can hear me screaming from the beach, and they maybe oh. try to swim out. I don't know. And then they got carried out in the tideway, uh, t- in the uh, riptide, and then. <laughs> This <laughs> is so dark. Uh, but also but, No, it's funny because it's <laughs> it's funny because It's funny cuz everyone would be like, "Oh my god, you haven't heard about Jessica?" Right, exactly. Exactly. That's what she, makes it dude, fun. She she got eaten by a shark. Yeah, like people be sw- like like swallowed whole, like how big were the teeth size of buildings and they get no, 10-foot shark bit <laughs> bled out. She screamed, family heard. Family got carried away by Riptide. And another reason why I think... What a death story. What a, It's so great. And it's funny because it's like another animal, like a bear or something, isn't mm-hmm. as funny as a shark. Yeah, yeah, Because the, the mindless, um, robotic sort of lack of being mm-hmm. that a shark brings right. to the... It's, it's a so fucking, mindless. It's a fish. It's a big fish and it'll just like look all dead while it's killing me. Right. And it like a bear, if a bear or something's killing me, it's like aware that it's killing me. It emotes. Bears emote. They're like dogs. And it's like, I know I'm taking a life. Mm-hmm. It's like a passionate death. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. a shark, it's so scary. It's coming from the <laughs> underworld. <laughs> 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 the sea, a.k.a. the underworld. Yeah. <laughs> Hades lair. Yeah. And I just think it's uh, so scary and funny. Yeah, it is the, you know, it's the Cerberus of, uh, of the ocean. It really is like, uh, you know, guarding the underworld. And uh, it's a, you know, three-headed, uh, sh- you know, dog, except for it's a shark. It's got one head. But same sort yeah. of killing machine And tendencies. it's a dinosaur. I don't know. I just think. Yeah. And it's like, I do think that that's funny mm-hmm. and it's very dark. But um, wh- it's, it's uh, small potatoes uh, in contrast to climate change. Right. Because it's uh, just yeah. like, oh, one girl died from a shark attack. Yeah. 
You'd you be know? wishing for the times where people were dying of shark attacks if uh, if the CO2 level rises anymore. Yeah, you don't have any problems being attacked by a shark. Right, exactly, because there's going to be no more sharks, and there's also going to be no more fish, and there's also going to be no more food and starving and whatnot. It really is a it's a, it's a real shitty death. That's the worst thing about climate change. Is it's not going to be. Um, it's not exciting at all. It's literally just like, hey, the plant stopped growing, and then people are like. Oh, fuck. Like, that's not fun. It's not like, uh, <laughs> you know, super volcano, right? Right. Super volcano goes off or uh, nucle- nuclear winter, you know. Sure, a lot of people die, right? It, but kind right. of in a blink of an eye. Well, they tried to make it fun, right? I didn't see that movie, The Perfect Storm. Isn't that what that was about? No, Perfect Storm is just about a, a fisherman in the... No, the, no. What's the one... Geostorm. The day after tomorrow? Oh, well, it's day after tomorrow. There's that too, yeah. yeah They're yeah. trying to make it fun with yeah, some, some of these movies. A lot of movies have tried to make climate change really fun. Waterworld tried to make climate change really fun, although I'm pretty sure <laughs> Waterworld set back climate change discourse about 20 years. <laughs> like, we still haven't gotten over the fact that that movie was so bad that people are like, climate change ain't real. You know, they don't they don't believe it. because The they, universe... Universal Studios shows fun though. That literally has been going on since the movie yeah. released, and it must. They be... put so much money into that. Why did they say this is the show I, we're going to continue? I don't know. And because put so much money in infrastructure into. They literally could just make you know uh, turn it into Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, I guess that's that's uh, uh, Disney, but they could turn it into. They could make another movie just to justify the freaking water show that they have there. That's Waterworld. And it, it makes no. It's the Universal Studios. I grew up in you. You also you grew up in Los Angeles. Well, I grew up with Disneyland. So oh, you were you were closer to Disneyland. That's why I'm a beautiful princess of doom. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, you are. I am a, a king of sh- of schlock. That's why <laughs> I I grew up at going to Universal Studios as my theme park, and because uh, the the year long passes were like. or something. And my parents were like, all right. Disneyland was pretty cheap back then, too. Yeah, now it's got California Adventure. It's it's very expensive now. You know what I do like about Universal, though? What? The Jaws. Okay, but that's one of the worst. I understand you love sharks, but that's like one of the worst parts of the tram ride but by, by the way tram ride worst ride but it's great I maybe love in it. the world love the tram ride I, I i think i liked the tram ride when before i discovered that uh roller coasters existed before i discovered r- roller coasters were a thing i thought uh, that was a roller coaster that just went really slow and uh and i was like oh this is fun you get to look at all this stuff it's an hour and a half long i love roller coasters and then when i went on to magic mountain for the first time i was like oh this is way better you go loop de loo you go fucking you know it's it's tram ride is the worst ride although now they have a fast and furious part i don't know if you've been recently i did it was pretty cool was pretty didn't rad. you like the earthquake part earthquake i, I mean even like seeing all the sets it's kind of cool i'll, I'll admit the earthquake stuff is uh does hold up as being pretty rad like you're all of a sudden you're in the middle of a like uh, a subway and then the earthquake happens everything breaks and then a bunch of water rushes down and you get a little splashy splash yeah kind of nice so i have a question go on do you think that uh we're crazy people all people or you and me you and me in particular i think uh, I, don't, I, I, I think just, about I'm wondering it. about the soundness of mind because mm-hmm. like, okay, we're just, we're just doing <clears throat> to be this. a comedian. Right. But also just like why talk about climate change? Would are we just making it seem like the people that are concerned about climate change are uh, nut, nutsos? I don't I don't think so. I think that at this point, the people who aren't concerned about climate change are nutsos and and um, and just you know, they're escapists and that they are causing more harm than, than two people who are doing a podcast about it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. But yeah, well, I mean, there's a, it's, it, it takes a little bit of a crazy, you gotta be a little crazy to be a comedian and start a podcast. Right. I mean, you know, it's literally, we're just having a conversation that we decided to record. Did we just glitch in a different direction? What do you mean? Then climate change deniers and different, like, Oh, oh! You're saying they glitched in that direction, and we glitched in a direction where, like, yeah, it's it, going to kill us all. Is it just? I don't think so. I don't think it's a binary because I think it's scientifically proven that 
there's more and more CO2, and that's causing uh, a temperature rise uh, globally. So, like, if that's proven, then we're not crazy. The only people who are crazy are the ones who know that's true but actively deny it for the sake of monetary gain. But then again, maybe they're not crazy because they know they're going to live their entire life without really seeing the effects of climate change destroy the earth. And they're like, I'm going to live a good life. They just don't care about their kids or their grandkids. You, you, can't, you can't be that comfortable living your life knowing... Knowing that we're all I mean, going to die? I mean, if they're solidly denying it, then sure, maybe they could still be happy walking around. Yeah, 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 totally. If you can deny it... Like solidly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you could still be happy. But I feel like a part of them has still got to feel a little twinge of pain. Mm. Like maybe they just have acid reflux or something. Well, here... Here's what I know in terms of conservative thinking around climate change is they are more concerned with they think that the world is going to end also, but they don't think it's because of climate change. They think that the that Antifa is going to kill us all and the knockout game is going to kill all the people way before there will be a white genocide before there is massive climate change. That's what the uh, hardcore conservatives. That's an amazing fear. Isn't it? That's an amazing fear. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's trading, you know, one uh, fear that is scientifically proven to be a legitimate rational fear for another one that's completely made up. Isn't that fun? That's the world we live in. We we do live in the post-truth world, and a lot of that has to do, I think, with climate change denial, right? Like, we were denying science for a while, and then eventually we decided, fuck it, let's just deny the whole damn system. Yeah. Yeah, it's rad. It's good. It's good times. But, you know, there's silver lining. Um, you know, so Hollywood's going to make a lot more cool movies about climate change. <laughs> There'll be... Uh, how, does it, how does it feel to you to be in uh, show business at this particular time? Although you, you, you have been doing a lot more political stuff yeah, yeah. with your comedy career, which is a whole other thing. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I for the most part focus on like, I just write jokes and then see what happens. But I yeah, I was working at AJ Plus for like two years doing a political comedy show called Newsbro. You can find Newsbro on YouTube, and you can find it on Facebook. Great uh, stuff. Great stuff. And we we talked about climate change. We talked a lot about you know the rise of fascism and all that stuff. But um, uh, in general, as a stand-up comic, I don't think I talk about climate change at all in my act. I haven't really seen anybody do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've neither seen... have I. I think I've seen you. You're the only person who I've seen who's like mentioned it. Hmm. I've seen um, Michelle Wolf. She has mm. a joke about. Um, I won't do it because I'll just ruin it. Uh-huh. But it's about climate change. Yeah. Being passive aggressive, a passive aggressive way mm-hmm. to react. Just like, oh, I'll turn the temperature up by one degree. Oh, that's really funny. Yeah. And then I can't think of any other climate change jokes. People don't usually make them. I I also feel like it was really weird that we didn't hear about climate change at all during the election after Bernie dropped, like, was out of the picture. Well, that's because we didn't... Never. In any of the debates, I didn't hear anyone say it. We didn't hear anything about anything that wasn't um, don't vote for Trump during the election. Right. All it was was like, this guy's fucking crazy. You know, right. that's that's all it was. So there was no like message of fixing anything other than like going, uh, you know, don't vote for Trump. He's he's bad. So yeah, I don't think I heard anything, any message at all. after. But that. we didn't even really hear that message. We still voted <laughs> for Trump. Not us. Oh, oh, yeah. No, not you. No, no, not you and me. Fuck no, dude. No. I mean, you know. George Chen did. George Chen fucking voted for, for Trump. No, you, he didn't. No, George Chen's not. in the room. He's recording. He's uh, producing. Com- producing comedian. Yeah. Uh, wonderful person taking notes on our brilliant conversation oh, it right is brilliant. now. Here's the thing: you do not get in your head about whether or not the conversations are going good, interesting. Follow a narrative of any kind. Because <laughs> let me tell you. People listen to podcasts just to have voices in their head that aren't their own. So so good, sad, good. It's sad, but also it's helpful if you are someone who's like, well, that's good because I like being a voice in people's head. <laughs> you know, if you're trying to, if that's what you're trying to do, be a voice in people's head. Podcasting, it's for you. 
It's yeah. a great brand. It's tough to be alone in your own head. Dude, tell me about it. Yeah. I'm in my, alone my old, uh, in my own head like 99.9% of the time. You ever meditate? I used to. When I first got into recovery, I, I got into meditation. I would go to this ashram uh, like t- in San Francisco where Dharma punks met up. Yeah, I did that one. Um, and, uh, and I got okay at it. Like I, s- I started being able to like clear my mind and not think. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Um, and then I got really into being a stand-up comic. And, uh, you know, that kind of ruined everything. I, I just started meditating this year. Is it, is it going well? I think so. I meditate during my, I work at the library. I meditate during my break. Oh, wow. And I work at the library downtown, if anyone wants to come kill me. Um, <laughs> and uh, I meditate uh, outside during my 15-minute break. And there's a lot, lot of homeless people on drugs, mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff kind of yeah, happening. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. So I go it's out there. It's a busy scene. I go out there and I meditate mm-hmm. with like, all of this uh, sort of apocalyptic looking sort of stuff. Downtown LA is rough. It really does look like the end of the world down there. Have you heard of Flocka? Walk a flock of flame? No, I think it's like it's like bath salts. Oh, no. Kind it, of. So there's a new drug on the streets called Waka? And people are freaking the fuck out. <laughs> it's this Fozzie Bear drug. Like, waka Waka. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I try to just like go outside and clear my mind and just be present and yeah. feel the wind. And then I hear someone being like, fuck, fuck, yeah, yeah. fuck. Yeah. And then I, I just try to be within that. Yeah, and it's yeah. actually kind of amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to just like hear everything and not judge it or right. have any sort of feelings about everything. You're just kind of. You feel safe. Like yeah. Somehow per- putting yourself in like a mental bubble where you're just like, I am present with Waka. Yeah, Flocka. <laughs> Waka, Flocka. Yeah. yeah, but it is super sad that the mm. way that like society seems to be falling apart, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that like. Well, you'll definitely you will have a skewed view of how bad society's falling apart if you work at the public library in downtown LA. That's, That's true. You're definitely getting a taste for like, wow, you know, society like society doesn't you look just like downtown LA public library it also right. looks like out there there's place. a shire somewhere yeah there's a shire for sure and it's still green and beautiful and samwise county and proto baggins are still playing together and smoking elven tobacco and but know. once you know that that's not secure till the ring is destroyed All right uh you can't you can't just chill yeah i know yeah you have to uh you have to do something about mm-hmm. it like put the ring Put the ring back. Yeah. You gotta put the p- ring in the fire. You got to put the ring in the fire. So that's the what we're... The fires of Mount Doom. That's right. That's what we're doing here today on this uh, podcast. This Lord of the Rings podcast. Council. <laughs> this Council of Jessica. Dude, I have a not very epic name. The Council Com- of Jessica? Compared to Elrond. Oh, yeah. You know, like, yours, you've got uh, a very, very boring <laughs> name. Jessica Seeley. It's just like, <laughs> there's, uh, you know, you got... Gandalf the Grey, and then we've got, uh, you know, uh, uh, Peregrine Took, and then Jessica Seeley. <laughs> I think my last name punches it up a bit. A little bit. It's kind of interesting. But Jessica is just like... Yeah. yeah. You know, Jessica was the most popular baby name the year I was born. Was it? Yeah. Oh. 1987. What Jessica was... Was there a famous Jessica? There was a famous Jessica, and she was a baby that was stuck in a well. You no. remember, George remembers this. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah, the baby Jessica was stuck in a well and it was all over the news. Everyone named their baby after a, a well baby? Yeah. They named it after the well baby. Yeah. Holy I'm named shit. after a well, well baby. What was the name of the... I don't think people were naming it after the... But I think they all heard that name on the news. They were like, great fucking name. I wonder what the name of the bubble boy or, or the balloon boy was. You know? I don't know. I wonder if people name their kid after the balloon boy. That'd be interesting. What other kids have been in trouble that you could name? The, you know, no one's named Macaulay. Hmm. Only Culkin. Macaulay is only Culkin. Only Culkin is named Macaulay, <laughs> which is weird because, you know. You'd what a f- crazy name that is. Macaulay Culkin. It's really, it's a lot of, you know. Where do you think he stands on climate change? You know, I think that dude has been surprised uh, that he's still living for a long, long time. Is he sick? What happened? No, I just think uh, 
I don't know. I saw him recently in like a YouTube video and, uh, you know, he's kind of, uh, oh, you know, maybe he, he, he was on drugs for a while right, right, and right. then I think he cleaned up and now he looks kind of good. I saw a picture of him where he looked kind of uh, healthy, and I was like, yeah. well, good for you. Yeah, I saw the difference between when he was using and maybe he's looking a little healthier. It's so dumb. Do you think that when he was, like, having his rock bottom and shooting up in his apartment, he was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm home alone. alone. <laughs> <laughs> no. The real home alone. I always knew I would die this way. <laughs> it, he w- Him dying home alone is really, I mean, it's tragic. But it's very, very funny. I like that idea. <laughs> this is trickier than the burglars. Yeah. Joe Pesci is. I wonder if Daniel Stern actually <laughs> at some point tried to rob him. Just like <laughs> he would never notice. He would never suspect me. Uh, the wet bandits. <laughs> you know, Donald Trump was in the part two. Right. I remember that. Yeah. He made a little cameo. Donald Trump used to just be a weird guy walking around. Yeah. A lot of money. Yeah. He was just like this uh, weird, weird billionaire. Yeah. I got to say, I don't, I don't think he meditates. I don't think so either. I don't think he's ever had a quiet moment. I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really think that he just stews uh, and then falls asleep. He like passes out. Like, you know, when a baby cries so much that they fall asleep. <laughs> he's, that's him every night. It's just like him yelling about things to Melania and then just falling asleep in his chair. <laughs> it's just got like <laughs> a bunch of chocolate covered pretzels on his belly. <laughs> And like he's got, he's got a uh, you know a hot and spicy McChicken in, in in one hand and you know I for real almost relapsed the day of the election. A lot of people did. I a, really. A lot of people did. I was with my boyfriend who's all, almost sober, and I I was actually at a party. I was at an election party. Oh, the, the, what a they, night! Uh, UCB and they had signs that were like "I'm with her" and like all this shit, and people were drinking beer. Mm-hmm. And as the election started <laughs> turning. I just saw everyone start getting more drunk and yelling. And then I was like, it kind of hit me. I was like, okay, this isn't going to turn around. And I just mm-hmm. called Eric and I was like, pick me up. Man. And, uh, and he picked me up and we went to a meeting. And this was at the point where I realized it was uh, the election. He Trump, Trump had actually won yeah. the election. And uh, I'm sitting, it was sitting in that AA meeting was one. I'm not supposed to say I'm in AA. That's fine. Okay, sitting in that meeting, uh, maybe <laughs> sitting in that meeting mm-hmm. um, was like one of the worst experiences ever. Really? It wasn't healing at all? It, well, it was in the fact that I was sitting there and I stayed sober. Mm. Because well, you're not really going to talk about an election in the meeting. Although I went to a lot of meetings where people ended up doing it. Yeah. But I think it was because it was just happening. We didn't even... We couldn't even really talk about it. Mm. Um, like, it, it was just too surreal. I mean, how many... But, like, the majority of the people at that meeting... Because it must have been, what, an 11 o'clock meeting? 10 o'clock meeting? Yeah, I think it was a 10 o'clock meeting. I mean, there had to be a huge amount of people there who were going because... For sure. Uh, that just happened and they needed to be But around. I also think people were going because they needed to get away from it. Uh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. So anyway. Yeah. No. And then I, I didn't sleep for a couple nights after that, but I stayed sober. Mm-hmm. Like, you know why I pet a dog? There mm-hmm. was a, I saw a dog outside of the Trader Joe's. Yeah. And uh, we went into the Trader Joe's after the meeting. And uh, I just like saw the wine at the beginning of the Trader Joe's and it was just like slow motion, like, whoa. And then uh, there was a dog sitting outside and I pet the dog and that was like my feeling of like, okay, life is here. You didn't vote for Trump. (laughs) No, you just had a little bandana on. I voted for Marco Rufio. (laughs) (laughs) So dumb. I'm a literal idiot. Um, <laughs> no, I loved that. <laughs> I loved that. But um, yeah, and then I didn't. I didn't sleep for a couple nights, and then um, and then I went to a really big meeting uh-huh. a couple nights later, and I fell asleep that whole meeting. Damn. Which I think was just like I had a moment of like feeling generally safe. Hmm. That's um, nice. But uh, a lot of people are really scared and. Uh, hopeless after the election which makes me feel a little 
bitter because I've been that way for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) No, they know what it feels like. (laughs) The same people that were like, Jessica, maybe just go on antidepressants or like, oh, shit, this looks bad. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you guys. But um, it's not depression if the world actually is (laughs) shitty and falling apart. Um, Did I did I ever tell you where what we were doing for the election? No. Well, uh, yeah, you you were doing an AJ Plus we thing. We were doing a live stream. Oh, Jesus. And uh, Is that up somewhere? Can I watch that? Oh, yeah, I bet it is. Oh, my and, God. And, like, the results are just coming in, and and we're just like, this is, this is so unreal. And the saddest thing ever was we hired a mariachi band to play uh, because when, when Hillary won, which was supposed to happen... Um, uh, they were going to play and it was going to be kind of like a fuck you. And as it became more and more clear that Trump was winning, eventually Francesca would just went up to the, um, the host of the show, Francesca Fiorentini, uh, went up to the mariachi band and was like, I'm so sorry. Um, you're still going to get paid, but I, I don't think you're going to play tonight. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen a sad mariachi band before, but there's literally nothing sadder than a mariachi band Jesus. that's like, I guess we're not going to play tonight. And that, and there were other people mm-hmm. in places probably celebrating. Oh my god, yeah, that was this. That was the most infuriating part was the fact that like, uh, so many, uh, you know, it was like it's just so many people were celebrating what was what what which to me is objectively the the wrong move you know and and they were celebrating it because they were like this is this is you know this uh, they they basically were celebrating not that trump won as much as that he uh, that they owned the libs that's really what it was they're like owned like that and to me i was just like i mean sure i'm also petty and and uh, i'm always happy to own uh mega chuds um but <laughs> like to me it was just like you don't even you, uh, like half of these young people who voted for him, they they know he's a freaking dotard. Like the dude cannot think. He's got a syphilitic brain and he, his heart is just filled with cholesterol and McRib sandwiches. They know that he is not a capable leader, but they're like, this will own the libs. And they want to watch the world burn. That's, yeah, I just like, that's what I don't understand is I've never like followed a politician the way people follow Trump. Yeah. I've yeah. never been like... I've, you know, I've been like, this person seems like the least shitty option I have right now, which mm-hmm. still is not that great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oftentimes, like, that's how I feel. Like, and I'm just like, I wish I could go back to the time where I was just being really critical of Obama. I know. It was so, and I was so prepared to uh, challenge everything that hillary clinton oh did. i was ready to talk so much shit about her presidency yeah but i wanted her to be president because um because i genuinely think that the amount of damage she could do just being a neoliberal shill is not nearly as bad as what trump uh had planned to do and also just in terms of the polarization of the country i thought like right the, uh, both sides can get behind uh hillary clinton being a shill like, uh, I, I think that would have actually brought the country together, you right. know, because like the people who wanted to, you know, Hillary to win, including me, um, wanted Trump to lose. That's what it was. She was not an inspiring candidate, but it was like Trump is going to be nothing but trouble. Like, this is going to be very bad for a lot of people, immigrants, people of color, uh, LGBT people, women. This is like runs the gamut of shitty. And uh, we all could have been. We all could have been just sitting around talking shit about Hillary Clinton. Yeah. And and I I find that like I I was such a dark, depressing kind of person. Yeah. You know, during the Obama era. Mm -hmm. And uh, you've known me for a while. You you know that I've been a bummer. I'm going to just chew ice. Um, Okay, thank you for that. mm -hmm. Thanks for that, Matt. Um, But now (laughs) that things are so bad, I'm I'm finding myself trying to be fucking positive because I have to. I'm like. You know, and people are buying crystals. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm out in the library courtyard meditating, <laughs> and like, I'm just like, we have to believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, you're trying to. You're trying to. Uh, yeah, it's 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 much more uh, like helpful. It's it's a lot easier to be uh, critical when 
there's less uh like i can i found myself being more of a negative person when obama was president because there was things that i thought like he is capable of doing that he's not doing and he's and he's making wrong decisions uh in order to please you know the yeah. other side uh but when things are so bad it's kind of like I don't want to compare anything to the Holocaust, but think about the Holocaust. The Holocaust, people weren't sitting around going, man, what a Holocaust this is. You know, they uh, they were, I mean, I'm sure they were, but they were also like, you know, you hear stories about uh, people who were, you know, uh, put into like the Warsaw ghetto and they were like trying to make the best of a really shitty situation. It's not, uh, you know, uh, obviously things got worse and worse, but mm -hmm. like there comes a point where it's where it's like all you can do is try to you know uh make make the best of a shitty situation yeah like it doesn't help to to to, to dwell totally yeah but it's i lot, had a little you know, dwelling privilege in the obama era we all I did felt. so we all yeah. enjoyed the dwelling and you know now we now we're seeing you know but you know i really have like held back from posting i used to like post a lot of Critic political shit online that yeah. was kind of gnarly and i've really held back on that because i'm just like i really don't want to like contribute to the divisiveness i really sure. don't sure um so i keep finding myself wanting to say like look I, dividing the country more isn't helping anyone i don't like need to identify as a liberal versus right. conservative that's just a construction to tear us the fuck apart yeah sure um not that there's not real issues going into all of that but uh -huh. it's just like yeah, I know what you um, mean. To the people that are voting for Trump or voted for Trump and are happy with everything that's going on and seeing all this news, I'm like, I just kind of want to be like, you guys do see how this is weird for us, though, right? Like, or for me. Like, you right. can see how this would be a freaky thing. Right. For they have like to. the fact, okay, just like you elected Donald Trump. That should be enough. But then it's right. like all the, you know, it's like, now we're bringing back asbestos. It's like, you like, you want that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What, what, why? I thought every, I thought everyone was fine with banning asbestos. Yeah. Yeah. I thought we all decided collectively that, that cancer was bad and uh, that we had figured out multiple ways of uh, fireproofing buildings without uh, cancerous materials being built into them. Yeah. But no, you know, and it, I think the reason that a, a lot of people are sad and feeling the doom is because, like, climate change-wise, this is a pretty sensitive time. Oh, yeah. To have this president. It's yeah. It's, like, pretty much a tipping point situation. Uh, yeah. Like, I, we got to act now. Yeah, that's the scariest thing about it is, like, uh, you know, rolling back regulation after regulation, putting Scott Pruitt as a head of the, the EPA and people who so are dark. actively <laughs> funding climate change deniers you know, in the White House, it's like, oh, shit, like, we don't have a lot of time to turn this ship around. And now we got to deal with this for fucking four years. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty scary. But it is one of those things where it's like, you know, this the, the, I wonder if they're if things don't turn around and can't turn around. I would love there to be uh, like a PSA by all the scientists of the world. I would love them to tell us, hey, we've done the research. There's literally nothing we can do about this. We are all going to die. Because that would be really relaxing to just kind of go like, wouldn't it be nice to stop the fighting? The thing is, though, even then, yeah, like there are ways to slow it down. Yeah, no, I'm sure there is. But what, what I'm saying is point of no return. If there's a point of no return and they're like, we can't even slow it down. Here's like, I, it's like wanting to know when you're, the day you're going to die is like, when, I mean, I guess maybe you'd spend all your time thinking about when you're going to die. But part of me goes like, oh, I'd be a little bit relaxing to know that, you know, you got, uh, you know, only so much time <laughs> left. I mean, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. Uh, but, you know, part of me is just like, uh, you know, wouldn't it be nice to stop fighting? Wouldn't it be nice if we could all die? Never getting old would be so, so fun. Listeners at home. Once you start me <laughs> on a song, I will finish the song. Okay. You you can see why getting attacked by a shark now seems fun. Yeah, it's a, it's it seems like a noble way to die. <laughs> <laughs> Just like uh, she died as she lived, you know, swimming with giant dangerous beasts. Do you think that talking about climate change is helpful to you, or do you think it stresses you out more? Or 
I I actually I I don't think I find myself as stressed out by climate change uh, than maybe you might like. I am stressed out by it uh, because I know it's this thing. Um, but there's part of me that goes like, we all have a stake in uh, in the responsibility for the you know for the health of our planet, and what relaxes me is things knowing the little things that I am doing personally uh, to that make me feel like I'm keeping my side of the street clean, like, like recycling and shit like that. Like there's there, you know, there's uh, there's things that I can do that make me feel better about it. Cause I feel like maybe, Hey, if I'm recycling, other people are too. If I'm composting, there's gotta be uh, millions of people are doing the same thing. So like part of me goes like, cause I consider myself kind of a, like a basic ass biatch. Like I feel I'm a rube. Like I'm, I'm not the smartest person. I'm not the most woke person. Um, so if I am doing something, uh, positive, uh, then that must mean there's a huge percentage of normies who are also doing positive things so i don't know makes me feel better about it but maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm exceptional and and, and, uh should be lauded for my for my me taking responsibility but i don't know i i don't i don't get stressed out by it because um there's there's like nothing i can only do what i can do and and so you know, it's so out of my control beyond my own personal responsibility um, and like trying to get, you know, representatives in our government to, to do stuff that I'm like, you know, I end up focusing on that. And once you get into that, where you're just like, I got to get the right people elected, then you get into all sorts of other issues. And then, it, it, you know, it, then you distracts from just climate change. It's like, oh, there's also, uh, you know, Medicare for all that needs to happen. And, uh, you know, basically building a social democracy like they have in a lot of other first world places and then i start thinking about that and then once i start thinking about that i'm like oh man i haven't eaten in a while and then i eat it's all connected it's all connected but that's good that you're uh action oriented i think that's the best way to cope that's the only way to cope i don't even know how to cope other than that because dwelling never fixes anything it just makes me sad i just get i just like there's like a, a i just moved into this apartment and got that couch you know maybe three months ago and there's now this like one side that's slowly being indented with me just like slugging about just (laughs) just going i should really write bookers to get on shows (laughs) and then not getting up from that spot like that's what dwelling gets me is is total inaction one of my friends uh sent me uh this uh tweet of another comedian where the joke was really similar to mine yeah and I got so sad oh, and I worst. was like, don't send me that in the morning. And mm-hmm. then he sent me this um, report on climate change mm-hmm. right after that. <laughs> and I was like, honestly, the joke thing bummed me out more. <laughs> <laughs> but that's more healthy, I think. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> I think that's more healthy because, you know, the, the, there's some control that you have over the, uh, the joke being stolen. And there's, and there's a personal. Oh, st- she's dead. Yeah. Oh, who was it? Who sold no, it? I'm just kidding. <laughs> tell me. I will never tell. Well, that's good. That's nice of you. I did see this happen recently, too, with another comedian who did the exact same closing joke as another comedian. Oh, sure. And the one who did it was much more, uh, you know, like, set up. Or, you know, they're, they're a writer for multiple shows. And, uh, yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's like one of those things where, like, you know, I, I haven't told the other comedian, the less successful comedian, that, hey, your closer, by the way, is, is being done by this comedian in L.A. Because I don't want to bum them out. Oh, yeah. Well, it's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah. Joke, joke, stealing, not climate change. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and sometimes it's stealing and sometimes it's not. You know, no, totally. I know that uh, one comedian. There's lots of coincidences. One comedian started doing a bit that I was doing, and uh, I don't think he ever saw me do the bit. And he's much more uh, established. Yeah. And uh, and I just don't know how he could have seen me do the bit. And so I have to just accept the fact that he's doing my bit and he's doing it way worse, too. That's a worse part of it. That sucks. But, you know, whenever I start thinking about that and getting sad, I remember that, um, 
you know, we live in geo hell and uh, <laughs> we're going to die. Uh, the, the slow heat death of the planet is, is nigh. So. <laughs> cool. Anyways. Comforting yeah. thoughts and words of wisdom. You know what I'd be interested in, in terms of your, uh, th- what you're going to explore um, on your podcast? I'd be interested in knowing and seeing news stories uh, and, and different like um, uh, seeing and drawing the connections between the people who have a stake in denying climate change or who totally who, seeing who is actively uh, like who the biggest polluters are. And, and these people who live in this like alternate, you know, alternate universe where um, climate change isn't real. I'd be interested in seeing me too. Cause there's this like centrist moderate take um, b- on the left and the right, and not, I mean, neither, are, you know, it's basically Democrats and Republicans do have this, like, uh, Venn diagram that crosses over into a climate change being not a big deal, you know, like, like, they're, the, the, there's Democrats who will give lip service to climate change, but don't do literally anything, any legislation at all to fight it, and uh, I'd be interested in hearing more and more about those people and what's going through their mind that they're not like freaking out about. I know me too. Me too. I hope that, I hope that I have the opportunity to explore that. I think that's, you will. that's, that's really the ultimate goal. Yeah. Um, you mean, uh, because there's a chance we might all die before that happens. Yeah. Get them on, get them on the air first. Well, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully we'll not, have that recorded. Hopefully not a week. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure there'll be a podcast next week no, as well. I mean, <laughs> if, if it, if it is continued, not, oh, not sure. because oh. not that I don't assume it will be, but yeah, 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 yeah. I really hope that I get to meet, uh, interesting people. Oh yeah. Uh, from all walks of this experience. Oh, yeah, the Earth experience. The Earth times. Oh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the future. Being around for it is like half the fun. And by fun, I mean dread. Dread is fun. Dread is kind of fun. Matt, thanks for doing this weird time thing with me. Yeah, absolutely. You're my friend and you're super funny. Do you have any... um, Anything you want to plug for my listeners? Absolutely, listeners. Um, Why don't you make your way on September, what is it? September 17th. That's Monday, September 17th. It won't be released by then. No way. Okay. Why don't you make your way October 15th, uh, Monday, October 15th, 11 p.m., the Dresden Comedy Hour. The Dresden in Los Feliz. Uh, it is a great free comedy show and you will love it. The Dresden. The beautiful Dresden. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. Yeah. And, uh, and thanks for listening to Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> we will insert a name. All right. Yeah. Woo. Mm-hmm.